0: On this episode of What You're Wearing, we are going to talk about the new drama-drama of Balenciaga. The drama of ga ga. Gaga. 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 It keeps coming. It keeps coming. It and then we've got a couple fabulous ho- looks, as we yes, always do. You. And then what's a vocabulary word? It is... Kilt. Ooh, can't wait. And we have a very, 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 very special guest, the fabulous fashion designer, Melissa Massey. Cannot wait. Coming up on What You're Wearing. December. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Did you like that? I, like, that I mean, good. it was a very like guttural kind of ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. The oh. laugh was very Santa. Did you like that? Very Kris Kringle. I yeah. love your t-shirt. Uh, yeah. What's it say? This is what we want for the new year. Optimism! Positive yeah. and optimism. I love that. I have several clients that would love that. I have several clients who just cannot have that because it's such a lie. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're just the bitter baddies.
1: Well, you, you got to give hope. To- Even if it's, you know, it's not going to happen. No, I don't. Not my job.
0: I can give them a shirt. They do give me a shirt. That's right. I'll do your
1: clothes, not your attitude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got time for that. Okay, so I want to just start off with, you know, when something like this Balenciaga thing happens, yes. I'm sure you're the same way. Everyone wants to know my take on it, right. your take on it, yeah. our I, take on it,
1: right? That's what I've been... You know, I've been going to holiday parties, and that's the first thing people come up to me, what do you think? And I'm like,
0: really? Yeah, so, Can okay, William. Say?
1: William. Yes. William, you, what Don't, do you think? What do you mean? About the situation? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, about the the color I of our font. I think uh,
1: what saddens me is the the heritage of the house is so regal and gorgeous and stunning that it's come to a house where they're just pulling stunts. I think it's just it's it's strategically planned stunting, uh, just to be talked about and clicked on. And
0: at that level, though, yeah, I mean, I thought those ugly eleven hundred dollar made in China shoes that they did were stunts. Well, the
1: fact that they even reduced themselves to doing a sneaker.
0: Yeah, I, I look.
1: But it's like
0: Balenciaga has been on this horrible downward spiral that's basically given the bird to the heritage of the brand. For I'd say at least five years. And in those sneakers, it's a French house.
1: Yes, it's a Spanish designer. It's a French house, but they're having those sneakers produced in China. It's yeah,
0: like, the same place that they're making like, all those other crazy so designer ones. Just,
1: they're just like I don't know. It's it's sad to watch, to be honest with because it's one thing after another. It's yeah, not, it's not it, one oops. It's like.
0: Here's what I think, though. I think that Balenciaga was big in their game. They had the Kardashians and all them, right? And I think that really what happened, in my opinion, is that they just thought they were untouchable. And they thought that anything they do would be eventually seen as being cool and, oh my gosh, we're so racy and isn't that funny and we can just kind of do whatever. I just think that they were living like they had no boundaries. Listen,
1: there's nothing wrong with no boundaries. It's just what they were doing to get attention. That's what I, well, that's what I had a problem But boundaries
0: with. are good. Remember when Gautier did all of that runway chic with uh, like Holocaust pajamas? Do you remember huh? that? Huh? No. Yes, honey. 1997. Pajamas? Holocaust? Yeah, he did like this black and white stripe Holocaust pajama with a uh, start. I mean, it was a whole thing. I gotta
1: research that. Oh, and I'm, yeah. like, you know, I'm a go. I, I freak. know, and
0: I'm a freak too. But it was like, it was just a, it was I a, know they
1: did the Orthodox Jewish show. I was no, at that show.
0: No, it wasn't that show. It was not. It was. It but was, I don't know if he got. He got in trouble for that. Really? Yes. What okay. do you mean, really? Can't no, sh- no, I believe you. And I just, then, I can't believe I missed so it. So then I was like trying to figure out. Okay, well, what are these? <clears <clears these it, they, everyone's calling it kitty porn. Now, by the way, on Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday on Rodeo Drive, yeah. Balenciaga had protesters.
1: They do every, all the, every Saturday
0: that were all against, you know, child porn, and were for the Christians and. Trump won. It was like all the same. I was like, wait. So the Christians are, you- are the
1: only ones shopping. Is that yeah. what we're saying?
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Christians are
1: the only ones shopping. So
0: close the store. I mean, it was like our point. Of- so here's the thing. I thought is I I was trying to get a sense of what the images were. Because when someone says that they're child porn, I'm like, well, wow, I, didn't, no, I never even saw the images. No. Did
1: you Did you see what it was? And then
0: I saw it was a it was child they, holding was, a teddy bear. That's,
1: and, but do you see what they made it? It's because a child was holding a sexually explicit bear, but they morphed it into child yeah. porn. But you, yeah. you see
0: how they? Yeah, but I don't. I was like, wait, is that child porn? It's not child porn,
1: but they're taking the elements of what the bear was wearing and then morphing it into the fact that a child was holding it, and yeah. then...
0: And I, look, I know what you're saying about <clears throat> a stunt, but I feel like, based on their reaction and the lawsuits that are happening and all of that, I really think that it was beyond a stunt. I think that they really just thought they could do whatever they wanted, and well, then... for sure. But here's my question But the fact you. that a house, a couture house, is putting a... a... It is not a couture house. It,
1: w- it originally was. Yeah, but what is it now? Let me ask you that. That's my other question for you. But I think if once you're once you're uh, to me once you're a fashion house of that elevation, yeah. like if you're up there with yeah. you know the top ten designers in fashion history, yeah, you can't do S and M harnesses on teddy bears. There's, I just and maybe I'm being a snob, but I just hold certain brands to a certain level of not doing that. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I know mean, what like, you mean. Like even when
1: Karl Lagerfeld kind of twisted and changed the direction of Chanel by putting on a thousand chains and like a hat s- sideways. It was, it referenced, you know, hip hop and the street, but it didn't like do right. it. do was, it. it
0: was very much,
1: it's, there's a way of,
0: it was very much know. Chanel's version of rock uh, and roll. Right, yeah. as opposed to going to the sex club and like. Right, and Balenciaga you know. is just, has been for me, I remember uh, probably 10 years ago, Nine years ago, Nicole Kidman did a Balenciaga gown for the Oscars, and she was stunning. It was modern. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't seen anything out of that house. And you
1: know what? A lot of times, they do pieces that are of that caliber, but the way they present it is like... like right. the,
0: the, the, the... the last episode we talked about the mud bath that they were doing. But this,
1: the season before that, they did a, a fashion show in, I want to say, the Stock Exchange. And all the girls were faces were covered in the like you know the like S and M latex body suits, but the dresses were actually really beautiful. Yeah. But there was so much quote unquote stunting going on. You didn't know that it was a beautifully draped gown. Yeah. Because the girl has on a ball gag or like right, it, and there it was just <sighs> just. Present the clothes, and... but I
0: also like they've simplified. <clears throat> they have simplified their customer so much; like they're not even yeah. really trying to sell the customer those beautiful gowns and those beautiful blouses no, no, and those beautiful nuts. No. They want to sell their customer those made in Portugal or made in China hoodies mm-hmm. and those joggers and those ugly sneakers. No, that's no. what they're trying to sell.
1: And honestly, that's probably their bre- bread and butter For right
0: now. For sure, they don't have a fragrance
1: to sell. so they're at that mercy. You know, like yeah. Chanel, their bread and butter are their handbags. Yes, the clothes are gorgeous and. But the bread and butter are the handbags and the fragrance. Yeah. That's where the money,
0: and I, for sure.
1: Is. So for sure.
0: And those, let me just say, those Chanel bags are not getting cheaper. Oh no! I was in there on Saturday. We bought two bags. It was nine thousand nine hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they were. Small bags. Right, yeah. They were not like- No, they
1: weren't statement bags, they were well, Actually,
0: like... one was a straw tote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see? <was> a little... <laughs> you see? <laughs> it was good straw though, real good straw. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So I think that it's gonna be yet to be seen. I, mis- I imagine that the creative director Balenciaga will go away, and hopefully they'll, you know, Tom Ford sold his company, so but maybe that's Tom will thing. go run that.
1: That's another thing, all these houses are changing creative directors too quickly.
0: Yeah, well, but they're not, look, the, these houses are not houses; they are corporations now, yeah. and they are well, looking the, for their yeah. bottom line. They want their money, yeah. and they're not looking to have any kind of creative process. They're not looking. But they're to... killing.
1: What's sad to watch is they're killing the creativity of the business. They're
0: literally killing the designers
1: because, i.e., f-
0: Alexander McQueen, i.e., Kate Spade. Yeah, you know, it's people. Well, it's from
1: the pre- yeah, it's from the, the the financial pressure.
0: Yeah, they just want the money. Yeah. But luckily we have a designer that we're going to talk to later today. Yes. That's going to talk we're going to get a whole yeah. new fresh eye on that. And I'm sure she
1: can speak to
0: this as well. I mean, she's not very opinionated, so she probably No, I'm just, just go saying to, I'm sure I'm sure
1: say. she's seen the change of truly creative people kind of being pushed.
0: Yeah, you know. But there aren't a lot of houses that are really putting out you know, I do. I do think George Armani still does like creative, beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. It's his own company. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a few other houses that are Max Mara, and you mm-hmm. know, there are companies that are doing that. Yeah. Right. You're working over at Eleven T, It's like small companies, but yeah. if these companies are doing all this work so they can be sold to some bigger thing,
1: yeah. You know, yeah, what's your end goal? Is, you, what's your end goal? Are you here just to make money, or are you here to change the fashion landscape? Yeah. You know
0: exactly. And most eighty percent of is just to make money. Yeah. Wah, wah. Oh, All right, yeah, but let's get into some hot looks because you know what, haute looks make us happy. They exactly do. I still hate that icon. Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's the hot look icon. If you're if you're listening to us, thank you so much for listening. We yes. love your listening. Thank you. Thank you but thank you can you. now watch us. Now somebody texted me asking me how to watch us. I have no idea. So, but. Somebody somewhere can tell you how to watch on Spotify. Um, yeah. But the it just looks like Saved by the Bell. And Tony, we love you. Tony's the best producer ever, but Tony, can you please, please figure that out? I don't know where. I, I, I don't know if I know what you're talking about. What Did looks... you not see it? Oh my gosh, Tony put it up Wait, again. They're... Tony put it up again. Okay. It looks like Saved by the Bell. No I, I no, th- listen, no, I think
1: you're saying that because of the neon 80s light thing. <laughs> yes, but, but this is called but that's the, looks. But the not... 80s was
0: neon. But we're not in the 80s. Well, I, and we're not talking about fashion in the 80s. I like, we're talking about I like current hot hot listen, looks.
1: I like that it's a nod to the 80s and the 90s. I understand.
0: I understand what you yeah. like, but that is You just, like, I understand. I understand. <laughs> and still, no. No, thank no, you. No, and no. Okay. No, I thank That's you. That's he's
1: not having it. Yeah, though.
0: I am not uh, having it. No. Okay, William. Yes. What is your
1: hot look? Uh, my hot look I think maybe more so for nostalgia, actually for design as well, is Pink.
0: at Aww.
1: The American Music Awards in this fringed, all, and I'm a sucker for bugle beads. Like, if there's a bugle bead, I'm all over it. So da this da is,
0: da, 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 this da, is da. all
1: fringed gold and black bugle beads, zigzag. And they said it was an uh, archive piece from Cher, which... It's quite possible because, of course,
0: Bob Mackie did everything she's worn. Right, Cher probably wore that to Starbucks. But in I will say,
1: I I attended the show that the show walked. So he did this, I guess, for his ready-to-wear. So tell connection. us about
0: it because there's people that aren't watching and they can only.
1: Well, it's a halter. Uh, I'd say cocktail-length dress. I mean um, cocktail. I mean, if she's serving cocktails at Hooters,
0: I mean that's a uh, short, short short dress it's above her knee it and is at her thigh, the slit is to the coochie it is a <laughs> that high slit yes is it not. is
1: no if you anatomically look that's not where it is she's can. a mom of two I mean she looks great she looks fantastic but it's an all fringed gold and black there's an illusion window in the front of like illusion. a
0: lightning bolt, looks like.
1: Illusion means see through. So there's oh. a, oh, a see through you... panel in so the front. So there's
0: not only is there a slit up to her high pelvis, but it's it says also... I said illusion,
1: so that doesn't
0: actually mean there's actual
1: skin. It's, it's,
0: oh, uh, it's not actual
1: skin. Well, it might be, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what they do is they match, you know this, they match inside of the panel to the person's
0: skin color. I don't know that. They actually changed that meshing? Yeah, you know. have to.
1: Beyonce made a mistake in more Givenchy gown at the Met Gala, and the, the illusion part didn't match her skin color, and it was not okay. But, wow. Beyonce. Yeah, but going back to the, anyway. the Bob Mackie piece. On Miss Pink, I just love, 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 and I've always been obsessed with the sound of bugle beads on the legs. I mean, because it starts in Vegas. It's so it's you see,
0: Think of that bugle boy song from. Um, yeah, exactly. From Bre- that Bette Midler sings all the time. But initially, it's <gasps> a look. Do you, you remember a bugle boy clothes from the nineties? Well, yeah, of course. It was that bugle was... boy and Genera. Bugle boy was Gags. like
1: if you if you were like got some cool clothes and you were a boy in high school. That was like.
0: That was an interesting time, if you think about it. And You'll Chess go- King. Oh, Chess King. Well, Chess King was its own store, but if you think about, like, Bugle Boy, you could only really buy that at Nordstrom's and some independent shops. That's true. Where do we get our Bugle Boy, was it? Probably Macy's. Macy's.
1: Or- there was a place called Lloyd and Taylor. I yeah. I'm starting to oh. age myself. Lord and Taylor. Remember then,
0: back yeah, in the gay in- day. Okay. The day. Okay. The day. Oh, okay. Right. All okay. oh, right. All right, well, my... <laughs> <laughs> My hot look hot. is uh, Jody Turner Smith. Now I don't know who, don't know who, who she who is. is. I don't either, but she was an actress apparently. Ooh, this was—I don't know. It just was speaking to me. Now this Ooh. is this designer named Molly Goddard, and I've seen Molly's stuff at Nordstrom. They carry a good assortment of these big, over-the-top sleeves. This electric I want that blue. Coat. So it's an electric blue, kind of a furry. Dress, you could say, so it's kind of a chenille with some sparkle with a matching long sleeve and a blue, electric blue, blue taffeta coat over the dress. So it's blue on blue on blue. Speaking of 80s, we called that cobalt blue in the 80s. Oh, remember that? I don't, I was, I was, I was not alive. And um, newborn, and then (laughs) newborn, and then there was these fabulous cobalt blue boots and the gloves. So she's got all this just electric blue, and she's got the most beautiful shade of black skin. Like yeah, her gorgeous. skin color. And then she mixes all that up with this gorgeous choker and a black fascinator. And a fascinator is a hat that's attached to the head with a hair clip. And it is, I don't know, she's actually at um, the, a gala for the night before the British Fashion Awards. I love that. And for me, it was, it was, she was the hostess. And I just found it to be... Bold and vibrant, and I, you know, I. It's clearly something to wear on stage, hosting an event. I get that. That's not dinner, dinner. party.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, dinner at Merricks
0: in West Hollywood. If they are oh, t- open.
1: Is the, is the is the is the opera coat? Is that the same designer? Yeah, well? all Molly Goddard. Wow,
0: and I, uh, I love that, and I love that she's someone going to present, and and she's you know doing hosting for a fashion crew. Mm-hmm. And just goes way out there and does something like that with a designer that you know because her first look was from Gucci and then there I think oh, it's nice. very interesting uh-huh. that she went just went for it in that way. Nice. So go Jody. We love it. Go Jody. And now we're gonna go to Vol I'm doing a lot of weird voices tonight. vocabulary! Like I, oh, I don't know what all that is. Well, you know, you got to go whatever your emotion tells you. No, well, William, William, me... that is not instruction for you to give me. Oh, no, I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You've got to just I, follow I, your gut. No, no I this, should
1: have. No, no, I should not have said that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but
0: I will, since you told me to.
1: I'm gonna. You're like, and now I got it on. <laughs> tape. Now I got it on tape. <laughs> I
0: can do it. <laughs> all right. So, what's our vocabulary word?
1: Uh, the vocabulary word is kilt.
0: Okay, so a kilt is a man's skirt, right?
1: Uh, well, uh, okay, no, first of all, it's a skirt. <laughs> and men were wearing skirts from the very beginning. <gasps> so it's just a skirt. Just oh. men wear it. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Uh, it's, a, it's a garment resembling a wrap around the knee skirt made of twill woven worsted wool with heavy pleats at the sides. And it was traditionally traditionally done in a tartan plaid. Here it's done by uh, Gautier, which is the one I have. Here, I have being this like in
0: the studio? Or do you mean you're showing us a picture Here, right the now.
1: photograph that we have here in the studio that you'll see on our page is a kilt by Gautier.
0: Okay, great. So what makes a kilt a kilt and not just a skirt? Well, a kilt is a skirt. It's right, just but, a, what, but what makes a skirt a kilt? Let me ask you that question. Oh, well, the pleats, Okay. the origin, So if it's a skirt that's not a tartan, is it still a kilt? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, traditionally it's plaid. I mean, the one color is what made it kind of modern. But you see here, Gautier took the plaid. So there's
0: an image here of a yellow. Well, what
1: he he did was is he took the traditional plaid of the traditional Scottish kilt and made it into a one-sleeved dress. Got it. And then the inverted pleats are a different plaid. So now when you old, move, you see the, the other plaid.
0: And in Scotland and Ireland, I guess in Old England, each pattern or each plaid belonged to a certain house of royals. Correct. Right? So you'd wear a certain skirt, and that identified you, a certain kilt, and that identified you as part of a certain clan or part Being of a family. Being what the, family the, or, the, the plaid widow. color was. Right. Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was first recorded to be worn in the 16th century. And then it got shorter as it got more modern. Okay. And traditionally, it is a piece that is worn with no undergarments. <clears throat> can F- I d- can I- FYI. Can I
0: tell you something? Yes. This is a secret. Tell me. Ready? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I used to be a drum major in high school and junior high school. Yes, I was number four in the state of California. I don't Thank want you, you to know the story that's going on in my head. but. And Continue. and, <laughs> and um, we had this big, really fabulous marching band at our high school in Merced called the Marching 100. Mm-hmm. And the drum major, the leader, always wore a kilt. And it was just always a scandal. Cause, oh! oh. <laughs> 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 that He's just here. scared me to death. We're now doing sound effects, everybody. He's sound here. effects. He's
1: here all week.
0: <laughs> He's here all week. Try and, the veal. And he would wear this this skirt. And it was always a big scanner because he was like this very tight ass kind of guy. And he would always wear this kilt. He had a girlfriend. and it was just always very much like, I had to be traditional, so I'm not wearing underwear. And his It was like, it was a little odd. Well, yeah. But I found that there's something when you're doing that really thick fabric and all that, there's something about that pleated, the kilt, that's mm-hmm. quite masculine because it's usually oh, shown with boots, right? Yeah, or high really, boots or
1: really thick socks. It's like,
0: it's part of a uniform. I mean, it would be like me running around the kilt with like my, you know, studded Birkenstocks and a tank top. That's not as, that's not the vision. <laughs> well, you lost me the Birkenstocks. <laughs> well, those rubber Birkenstocks are really good. Judge me. The Judge only, me listen, want. the only
1: Birkenstocks that I will give a stamp of approval is the, the Rico ones. No, 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 no. The Valentino ones. <laughs> I like the Valentino ones.
0: Do you know Hermes is doing those furry ones now? I saw
1: those in their off awful. I
0: know, but Ugg did those first. How is Hermes now following Ugg? And I've seen the women
1: wearing the Hermes ones, and they still look like they're from Santi Alley.
0: Yeah, so and the women the look like trash. They're trashy women. So if you have those at home, please send them to the Real Real right away.
1: Now, I have a funny story about how I uh, got my kilt.
0: My Gautier kilt. Oh, you
1: have a Gautier kilt. I do. I have the one in the picture.
0: Oh, he has a Gautier
1: kilt. But the story is, I had just moved here. I'd gone to a store here in L.A. called Maxfields. Now, Maxfield is known to have the edgier designers, the designers that you're not going to see in any other store, which I love. It's a crazy place. So I'm there shopping with my friend. I put on this Gautier kilt I'm obsessed with. I'm like, oh, my God. I come out of the fitting room, and guess who's standing there?
0: Please tell me Gautier. No.
1: Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Um uh, Michelle. She Pfeiffer. looks at me in
1: the skirt and she's like, You need to have that. I'm like, okay. If Michelle Pfeiffer says I should wear this and she likes the way I look in this, I'm getting it.
0: And you got it for, for Michelle? Did she take you out? That was it? No, that was my interaction oh to meeting one gosh. of my crushes
1: from high school. I was oh she's
0: gorgeous. Wow.
1: And more gorgeous in person.
0: So Wow, and she seems really nice. is she married to that guy? That uh, that big writer guy. I think I don't he know. did a bunch of. um, uh, Michael King. Michael King. Oh, uh, um, uh,
1: I, I know who you're talking about. He did, uh, Huge. He, he did, did. Allie McBeal, I think. Yes. Producer, yes, director. Yes,
0: and he did a bunch of other stuff.
1: Yes, I know who you're talking about. King.
0: <sighs> Not King.
1: No, the, the name is King. King is in his name.
0: King Charles. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some guy married her, and now they're just off being wealthy and hanging out together because he's done like 3,000 TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for teaching us all about. The, the kilt. kilt. Alright, now yes. without another moment wasted on things that are not Melissa Massey, we are gonna now move to our special guest and our first interview yes. on what you're wearing. I'm so excited. The amazing, glamorous, and ever ready. The crowd goes wild. Fashion designer, Melissa Massey. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. Now don't you have a Hi. you have no so nice. sound bite for that? You know, she doesn't get a roaring crowd. Alright, we'll try that again. Melissa Massey! Wait a minute. Okay, we're trying to get oh my right, gosh. We're I are wasting
2: too many minutes. I'm so right, sorry. By the listen. way, David Kelly is the husband. David there Kelly. we
0: go. Oh I was thinking King. <laughs> it it is second. Kelly. It's yes, Kelly. it is It was big... Mike well, King from King World is Oprah people. that's what it was.: and Michael, I wor- King. Michael King. Michael King. Remember Jenna King? Yes. Jenna was Michael's yoga instructor then they found Lauren: And I
1: worked with Lauren King. Oh, she who was, was nice the too. wife of King World.: Yeah. Um, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: All right, now we have a soundbite ready. Though. Okay, and and welcome Melissa Messi. <laughs> there we go. Oh
1: there we go. There that's, we go.
0: Our, that's our not live studio audience. So Melissa, welcome to What thank You're Wearing. Thank you,
2: thank you for having me. So I'm to excited you. to be here.
0: So I've known Melissa for oh God. 20 years at least. Probably maybe
2: not that long. We're not that old.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. Am. I actually
2: think we've known each other
0: <laughs> because when it, for okay. twenty eight years. Yeah. Wow. So Melissa was when I met Melissa. You were an assistance designer at Richard Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so I told William this earlier, and William's face was like, "Oh my god, would you ta- I so we're gonna have to have a little Richard Tyler moment. Yes. So how would you, so rather than, since you're here, how would you describe who Richard Tyler was in the fashion business? I mean, he, I guess he's not dead, but we're not saying he's dead. He's but, not dead. But, no, no. but his, his business is not present right now, right? So, no. So what, who do you think he was in the fashion business?
2: Richard was the king of fashion in 1990, what was it, 1995. I mean, yeah. he dressed every single person on the runway. Yeah, we had to say no to people. It was before designers were paying people to, you know, red carpet, hundred thousand dollar that He, we had stylists calling us, personal shoppers, uh, agents. I mean, it was, and we couldn't even keep up with it. And it was like people were still buying the clothes and then wearing them on the red carpet. Yeah.
0: And they were expensive. I mean so 1996, so you were buying a pair of pants for 1400 and a jacket tailoring, was $2,000. His
1: tailoring. It was all about his tailoring. His
0: hand tailored.
1: I mean his work you could you see the price tag.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, but I like, mean okay. do you imagine how expensive
2: Every that would have stick been now? by hand. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. And no nothing was even like a fully lined Pant mm-hmm. was finished within the lining.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <sighs> Which is you, a true design. If you're able to pull it inside out and it still looks beautiful,
2: no, you could rip the lining out and it would still look beautiful. See? Like we would finish the seams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too loud. No, no, you're perfect. Just all. if you
0: go like the. You're, oh you're, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're <laughs> she gets very excited. <laughs> we're talking to Richard Tyler now. She gets very excited. Oh my well, God, so what so, cool. so of that, and I also remember on the inside pockets, you had this detail where the I wouldn't say it's origami, but the silk was detailed. It was called a
2: Chinese wedding pocket.
0: Ugh, on the inside of those oh, and under the arms. It and it was because he had this really amazing connection with these women that were sewing for him that were Chinese, right?
2: All Chinese, Chinese American all made in LA and wow. the most beautiful tailoring. Yeah. And you don't see clothes like that anymore. Even like the most high-end designer clothing that you can walk into any store in Rodeo Drive, it doesn't have that. Doesn't
0: have it. How did that? Yeah. So how did you land a gig like that as a designer? So yes. where did you come from as a designer? Did you always want to be a designer? Go.
2: Yes. Always wanted to be a designer, learned how to sew. My grandmother taught me to sew growing up. I was one of those kids, and I went to Parsons, and they told me I didn't know how to sew because I was, like, a home sewer. Yep.
1: Parsons, you guys, is – I went to FIT. She went to Parsons. That's, like, Harvard. (laughs) I went – no, people don't realize, for fashion, design, not – that's
0: Ivy League. That's, yeah, that's, I went to UC Riverside and studied pre-med. No, Parsons, but go ahead. Parsons,
2: we'll go is,
1: Parsons is an Ivy League situation, just something Yeah, no, it's saying.
0: like, these are like legit fashion people I'm sitting with. I'm literally just a clown. Okay. Because
2: no. you're not a clown. No. It's an extremely competitive school. Yeah. It was a crazy environment. Yeah. and But I, I only wanted to go there. Was I that only in New York or was that L.A.? In New York. In New York, yeah. okay. And it was one of those things my parents my mother was very supportive but she did not know what the hell I was talking about but she mm-hmm. drove me to parsons and i Aww. did my application That's and amazing. and i learned about parsons from uh, Elsa Clinch yes yes Style on CNN she
1: inspired the show
2: she, yep. So, yep Saturday you, morning you are the next Elsa Clinch you yeah. could be the Elsa Clinch yeah. of the podcast yeah. community I yeah.
0: mean I really think we should be the Elsa Clinch of the TV community mm. but we're, we'll get there that moment. was Saturday morning that was my TV. Saturday morning jam yep
2: and oh. Elsa Clinch was interviewing Isaac Mizrahi uh. and they, he was talking about Parsons and I was like that's where I want to go my mother was like, "What is that? You're going to go to BC or BU I'm from Boston." <laughs> and I was like And then she was like, "Well, maybe RISD. And I was like, "No, no. Parsons." Uh-huh, yeah. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked at Donna Karen, where we made tilts. Wait a I minute. I worked in menswear. Okay,
1: weird royalty cuz she worked for Richard Tyler and Donna Karen.
0: Now, who did you work for Both out of part out of Okay, so you were at Parsons and then they helped yeah. place you in a first job, I'm assuming, or you <laughs> No. Oh, no, so you just kind <laughs> of. So where was your first job out of design school? Donna Karen. Got wow. it. And so what were you doing there? Men's. But like, what were you doing at Men's? Um. Like, what's that look like? So what well, this is what we're really interested in is like, what's the actual like? Were you taking out the trash to get your foot in? Oh, or totally. You, yeah. So like, what they I hired you? I slept
2: under the cutting tables. I'm not even kidding.
0: What do you mean? But we, you enjoyed it. I'm sure. Like you, I like, loved if it, but sucks. I literally
2: slept there. But
0: yeah. why? Why? Because you had no money, or you couldn't leave.
2: <laughs> both <laughs> but I had an apartment I just didn't have time to get home and I didn't have money to take a cab and it was usually like three in the morning right. and it wasn't like the kids today that are like can I have a per diem for my Uber it was like
0: get it there. was like
2: you can leave when you finish which was never yeah. you can get home however the hell you're gonna get home yeah, that's up yeah. to
1: you and don't be late like, tomorrow like oh, here's
2: a helicopter to get to East 4th Street right. from 40th it was right. like no go home at four in the morning I was like well so There's what were rolls you- of cashmere. I can sleep right there. <laughs> so
0: what were you doing on the daily when you were there? Like, what was your, like, what was an average day like Mostly at Donna Carey? Mostly
2: making... Karen? Um, you were 22? No, I was like, no, I started there when I was a sophomore in college. Oh, so you're like 19. That's okay. So yeah. Cool. Um, no, I was like 18. I was a super young kid. Oh. Huh? Nice. I know. But anyway, I was making fabric swatches for, you know, and they had to be impeccably cut and making these, like you know when you go to a showroom to sell Mm -hmm. you get all the fabric swatches so I had to make these like perfect mood boards with all the swatches for the sales team and get yelled at and then I'd be out Mm -hmm. running for fabric trying Mm -hmm. to find stuff that wasn't existing. So you like sourcing
0: fabrics and running around. Wow and then did you ever work with Donna?
2: Well I was in the menswear division so she wasn't super involved Yeah, but we had an amazing team and her husband was there. Wow. He was amazing. He's a world famous sculptor. And she passed away him. though, right? Yes. Yeah. But she was very involved, but she wasn't in the day to day. She was in <clears throat> fittings, which was amazing because wow. she was very involved in the fitting, which I thought was amazing mm-hmm. for a Seventh Avenue female designer to be in the menswear. And she won every menswear award for like five years. Mm. But really what put her on the map ironically, was the kilt. She made a pinstripe kilt suit. Uh, and I have one of them. Stop it. You too. That's collecting. I nice. bought it at a sample sale when I was working there, of course. <laughs> But I was say- in the sample sale and I was like, that's my pile. And I'd be like yelling at the people. You know,
0: <laughs> that's how story? we met at Richard Tyler is at the Richard Tyler sample sale.
2: I know. Everybody was like, you're there. You work there. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like hoarding the samples. <laughs> you guys don't even get the good stuff. I will say
1: this. You had an advantage being at Parsons because all of the designers, like when I was in school, all of the designers did their sample sales there. Yes. Wow. And a lot of designers showed in that auditorium. Yeah. So like, you were right there.
2: Uh, so but what, you know, the security—you couldn't just sneak into a So sample I cell. No, no, I, I know. Didn't even, I didn't even—I didn't even but get, get like, to the Chanel sample sale until I was like, twenty-eight. Got you. So and, and it so, wasn't like that. And a sample sale—you no, couldn't cell. just walk in. No. No. All right. So a sample sale
0: <laughs> is what the designers used to sell stuff that either wasn't made or, like, let's say for example, they're going to make a jacket, a women's jacket, and they decide to produce it in two-button, but they made a sample three-button in case they want to do that. That three-button would be at the sample sale. Mm-hmm. And the design, a lot of designers don't do that anymore just because they don't want anything out there, but they were everyone had sample sales. And the sample sales were like, you had to know somebody, you had to be on a list, you had to be on a list because a list. they weren't just letting randos buy it. They were letting people buy it that were going to wear it, enjoy it, and love it, not people that are going to wear it, co- like, copy it and try and resell and it. And well,
2: that's why the security was so tight. It yeah. was definitely friends of friends and right, family, and right. six degrees of separation, yeah. and like models and model friends. Right. That was a big thing. <laughs> oh yeah, because the-, the sizes. Mm-hmm. And and now. And the other thing is then is, like, people weren't collecting and archiving everything. Like, now you're expected to keep everything now. It's like, as a designer, you can't keep. You have to sell stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, who has that room? And also, like, at a certain point, you need the money back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah, you had to no. Buy- no matter
2: how big of a brand you are, you still have to reap some money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
2: no, the sample sales were legit sick. You know that, <laughs> I mean, the Donna And you would Karen, lose
1: it if you saw something, like, that was from an ad or you saw on the runway. You'd be like... <laughs> I hope nobody can see that. Would you have to
0: walk over really
1: slow because
0: <laughs> I had no game at all on uh. that. I was oh, like, I
2: had so much game. Yeah, that.
0: I was no. <laughs> it was a nightmare. I, was, I can see it. I can see it on your face right now. So, okay, great. So you did that, and then from Don, how long were you with Donna Karen so during I was college there
2: for three and a half years? Great. So cool.
0: And then you went from there to
2: Richard. Wow! So straight Directly from there to rich. Richard. Wow, I Man. did. I flew to LA. I had a, f- a woman that was like four years older than me who I knew. She was like senior when I was a freshman and we kept in touch and she had moved to LA, which was a very big deal because you don't leave 7th Avenue. Like mm. literally, nobody leaves 7th Avenue. Yeah. Unless they're going to ho- Ohio to work for like, what's his name? Yeah, that pervy guy. <laughs> um, we covered
0: that's, that a few episodes ago. Oh, did
2: you did you t- did you ever talk about the song? It's like my favorite song. What a- song? About the Victoria's Secret song? I didn't know there was what, a song. What are you talking um, about? We have we not a separate podcast. Yeah, about. There's a song? About,
0: <laughs> yeah, we okay. We yeah. don't do anything dirty on this show. No, so. it's
2: not dirty. No, not what
0: dirty. was it? It's a song about- just, Excuse me, don't be defending her. You don't know what she's about to say. I'm she team, swears like a sailor. I know this girl. I'm this is me, I'm on team camera. <laughs> I'm team Massey. <laughs> <laughs> You're like team Massey. I'm like, wait a minute. How is it always everyone against me? <laughs> wait, Look, you- i wear wearing a shirt so you can't see my fat arms. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is your floor, ma'am.
0: <laughs> yeah! Okay, oh, great. Funny. So you went over and you met, take a meeting with Richard Tyler.
2: So I, so I went to Richard Tyler during a spring break. I had an opportunity to, like, do a two-week... It was right before the runway show in New York. And he hadn't done very many runway shows. So, of course, he was like, we have a girl from Donna Karen that's going to come out and work for free for two weeks.
1: Oh, they were loving you. Oh, wow. God. And I
2: walked in, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. Blah, 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 like, doing all the fittings and kind of bossy. But then I went back there. I think I graduated and moved back here, like, six or eight weeks after graduation. And it was different because then I just wasn't here for like a two week cent. Then it was like the grind. Yeah. yeah. And we were worked to the bone, but it was amazing. And it he's was... an amazing guy and he
0: I love him.
2: Yeah. I love him. I have and one most piece from people him. I have a whole
1: I have a bias cut black satin French cuff tuxedo shirt ah, that I will not get rid
2: of. Don't
1: I
0: have it's so beautiful. His men's
2: wear so beautiful so beautiful and it was at that
1: era when I was obsessed with what Galliano was doing with bias cut for Dior I have I have what do you have
0: I have a black okay so I I hosted an event Mm -hmm. that uh, Richard was showing his uh, wedding stuff at so he did a whole bridal gown line that was like ridiculous so I was the host of this event and so he came up to me at the event he says hey how are you you're so funny blah 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 I go ah thanks I love you he goes thank you he goes who is the suit you're wearing? I said, oh, this is Vivian Westwood. He goes, well, why aren't you wearing my stuff? I go, honey, I cannot afford your stuff. And he looked over his shoulder. He said, Simon, do you remember Simon? Mm -hmm. Simon, make him a tuxedo. Uh, And they made me a tuxedo. (coughs) Wow. I'm going to bury myself in it because I have to be long long dead to fit in again. But (laughs) it was like the most gorgeous, gorgeous thing you've ever seen. Now let me ask you this. Didn't he have his own store in like a medieval
1: style? Building, no. did he ever have a store? He had an Art Deco building no, in
0: Beverly, Beverly. Okay, okay. that's Beverly now milk. It's, it's now milk.
2: It was milk, and now it's some other ice cream place. It's an ice cream place, and now it's an ice cream. But oh. it was a beautiful,
0: and it was not in fashion world, like it was in a weird location.
2: It was exactly where it should be. Yeah, okay. it was not a Rodeo Drive store, and he didn't <clears throat> want that. And I totally get that yeah. from yeah. him. Like. He was like, I don't need to be paying $100,000 a month in rent. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. a month. Right. Yeah. And, and he, you know, we kind of liked being off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. I know, don't mean like, like. to find us. I don't but- mean
0: like weird that, in a bad way. I mean, it really like he just kind of carved his out. Now, one of my old seamstresses used to work for him. And she told me about the very first runway show that he did when he launched his collection. Did you hear about that? I think so I was there. His very first <laughs> collection was on an Empty Lot. And he just showed the same exact suit, in all of these different fabrics, uh-huh. and the last was that suit in white. <laughs> okay, and it was, that's that hard. was
2: not—that's not when I was there. That was that was pre-me.
0: That was like his, but that was like the launch of his business. And the yeah. whole point of it was, I'm a tailor. Yeah. I'm doing tailored clothes. Look at the fit. Right. And things were perfectly fit on every model. Right. And they just—I mean—they sold everywhere. Neiman's. I mean, I remember paying two, three thousand dollars for a dress in '96. Yeah. I mean, easily. Which, easily. And, and not beaded, just like beaut- but the cut of it, the uh the, the anyway.
1: construction in the cut.
0: Why do you think his business slowed down? Or he went out or he closed his shop or did he just get tired of doing it or
2: I think he predated all the craziness now, to be honest. He was sort of the licensing and all that stuff never... I mean, it did exist, but he didn't really have the team to really execute it. Like, we had a shoe licensing agreement that was beautiful, and all the shoes were made in Italy, but he didn't have the right distribution for it. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like, Richard really...
0: Richard Tyler, again, just as Richard, Richard Tyler, sorry.
2: Um, who, by the way, I interview people now, and people don't even know who he is, and it breaks my heart. It
0: breaks my heart, too. Yeah. I can't, like...
2: Um, but there- anyway he really was all about the detail so he did have a licensing agreement for like a lower level collection and he Tyler, hated right? it Tyler Yeah and he hated it you know he and it never sold and he never promoted it and i just think he wasn't he didn't have a, a force behind him he never had the right business partner you know i don't like to say that but that's yeah. that's the truth yeah, like that's what... and you know you really need you can't just be a brand Yeah, you need to have a business person, a marketing person. You need teams in place to really go to that next level, right? And so there was no perfume or makeup or or sneaker that was going to revolve that door, right? You know what I mean? He just wanted to make ten thousand dollar suits all day long, and I love him for that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but now don't you think? Because we talk about this a lot about enough. Like, isn't that okay though? Like, if he can run that business pay his payroll, make enough money to have a fabulous house in Pasadena, live his life, right? right. That it's enough, because so many times people, especially these young designers, like, building these things so they can go and then turn around and sell it to LVMH or something. Like, But why? Because then they sell it and you've like lost your identity, because that's who you are, Kate Spade, Alexander McQueen, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I find that whole point of view just, and I think that when Donna Karen. Was done and she just closed up shop. I thought that was so respectable, mm-hmm. like without selling it, without trying to. Do, she's like that. That's it. I'm not going to have my name just be thrown out there on some other brand. And I think that there's such integrity in that. Absolutely.
2: I mean, I think the difference between Donna and Richard is like Donna was the queen of Seventh Avenue and she had DKNY.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
2: DKNY at the end of the day paid oh, for everything, everything else, oh, yeah. and allowed her to make her art. Yeah. And Richard didn't have that. Yeah. So I think Donna did it with integrity. I don't, you know, I keep in touch with Richard. He's doing just fine.
0: Yeah, what's he doing now? Nothing. Yeah, good for him.
2: He's retired. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to be. At a certain point, it's okay. It's okay. To mean, wait, it's okay to leave we, the party at some wait, point.
0: Wait, we? We were like twenty when we met. So Richard and Richard was like in his forties then. So he's, he's 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 well into his seventies. Yeah, he's living his um, best life, and he's fine. All right. So then from there, how long were we with Richard?
2: Mm, four years, almost four years. And then did
0: you go right from that to your own thing?
2: No, then I worked, I went, I wanted to know how to make clothes that were not $5,000. Yes. Yeah. You know, I told you that. <laughs> um, I mean, the funny thing about the Parsons versus FIT is FIT kids knew how to make, they all got jobs in these companies that manufactured stuff. I knew, I didn't know how to manufacture anything, I knew how to fit. I knew mm. how to. I knew how to sew. I couldn't manufacture anything, and That's I had such all a these, great
0: difference. To and understand. I have in
2: all these years' experience. And I knew I wanted to start my own brand, but I also knew I didn't want to start my brand making ten thousand dollar suits. Right. And so I went and worked for a fast fashion company, and it, it was amazing. Oh, also, you don't make any money working at Donna Karen or Richard Tyler. That was the other thing. At a certain point, you do have to like figure out how to make a living. (laughs) and um, So I went and worked for a fast fashion company and I traveled the world and I loved it. And I was there for a few years, but I very quickly realized I need to know how to make stuff. I need to know how to make stuff overseas. I need to know how to make things domestically. And I need to know how to make things that don't look like crap. Yeah. Because that's what you learn by going into one of these bigger companies is how to make things cheap. I don't like that word that much, but for lack of a better word, I very quickly learned how to manufacture stuff inexpensively. But then I was like, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And I, and I always wanted to make a brand that was size inclusive. Good. And what I didn't know until I worked for a fast fashion company is I wanted to make everything, everything that we can possibly make in L.A.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I make my sweaters in Italy. They're a fortune. People complain about the pricing. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: it's, it's imported, what do you want?
2: Um, and we do make, <coughs> we manufacture everything in LA, and. Great, so now yeah. we have Melissa
0: Massey, the line. Now yes. you and I met, we, um, and I, we just stayed in touch over all those years, and mm-hmm. I think we ran into each other so anyway, and I started working with Ryan Michelle Bathay, yep. and she had We're her love. first Emmys coming, so love, yeah. and mm-hmm. you did, I think you did three, or did you do four Emmy gowns for her?
2: We've made her other stuff.
0: You made her other award stuff and all that, but I think we did at least three. So I've got a couple candid shots of, these are just from fittings and all that. There's some red carpet. Did you have red carpet pics?
2: I emailed them to yeah. the producer. So
0: Tony, Tony's going to show you some of those too. So, these are, so there's Ryan. Now, I love that. Now, Ooh. if you look at how flawless she is, look at the shoulder of this. So this is this dress you did. It was this iridescent pink, and you did this huge structured flower that was like eight inches high.
2: It was huge. It was like Gorgeous. a sculpture, and it was fully beaded. Fully oh. beaded,
0: and it was over the shoulder. Oh. And, it, and it was just there, and there's another shot of it. And, and she walked into the Emmys and owned it. So that was Melissa Massey original. Gorgeous. And the year before that, you did the most beautiful yellow gown. And what I
1: love about dresses like this, because a lot of people don't realize, most of the night you're at a table. Mm-hmm. So all of the drama and every picture, she looks amazing from yeah. the waist up. That's it. Mm-hmm. When all the drama's at the bottom, at a table, you don't yeah. see all that. But well, this? then,
0: this next one that she did, this big yellow, is the year that Sterling won his first wow. Emmy. At her husband Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us, and Gorgeous. she wore this. And my favorite part of this, Melissa, was first of all, I was in Sweden at a wedding. Do you oh remember? God, yes! It worked out that I wasn't there, so Melissa, you got go to go. So Melissa was in charge, and you have to tell us about that. But this, is this so gown, the front row at the Emmys is where they sat her, and all you could see as every pan out is this big, fabulous yellow dress. And there she is with Harry Winston. Uh, mm-hmm. And Melissa Massie, gorgeous. It, it was, and I remember, um, oh, wow. so gorgeous, so gorgeous. And I remember so her, her saying she to me, amazing.
2: and she was feeling herself in that. And about she was. two
0: weeks before that, she said to me, "No, Mark Allen." yellow lace is this is this country is this am I going to look country i'm like <laughs> no bitch you are not going to look country your designs amazing. not right yes but this it was no. and when the when you get a straight on view of it it just had this beautiful wide swirl around it was one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen down wow. the red carpet not just one of the things you've done but really she just said it was First of all, it was his big Emmy night, but also like she was just stopped, stopped, stopped at how she looked in that and how yeah. she felt in that, and how many fittings was that? A make? million. Yeah, it was like ten, I think.
2: I remember Mark asked me like maybe two weeks later, if I have a client that wants that dress, I was like
0: no.
1: Before you finish, the Quentin. No,
2: I am
0: not making that dress. No, (laughs) no thanks. How
2: much? How much? No,
0: no, not very,
2: very expensive. I am not revisiting that. Okay,
0: great. So tell us about where you're at now with that. So I mean, when we got together, we started, you know, having all those beautiful things made for Ryan. Uh, What I noticed was you have this. Amazing sense of staying with a woman's curve and still being sexy and still being fun. And you and I are very much aligned on no slutty things, right? I don't do slutty. We like sexy, but not slutty. No. Sorry, no, William. No slutty. So, no. Um, I'm not a fan I of don't slutty. Like sli- I, I don't actually, like slutty. I
2: wouldn't say I'm a conservative dresser, but I am a little bit conservative myself. I um, not, not my... Thoughts or my personality. It's like, <laughs> I'm, like, I don't, uh, I'm pretty covered up. I guess yeah, that's the right, right thing to say. Um, I mean, I'm very covered up because it's freezing in here right now. But um... <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. But I, like I also my, think
1: uh, there's something to be said about the anticipation of the sensuality of a woman, or even a man, and what they're wearing. I mean, I do of...
2: love boobs, though. I do. I am a boob girl. I yeah. love a little cleavage. Right. That is, but I don't like high slits. I don't like. Mm-hmm. anything too low in the back, too low in the front, I don't, you know. I, right,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. That,
2: And I think that's part of the like the Seventh Avenue thing that you and yeah. I probably yeah. would agree on. It's yeah. like, you don't need all that. Right. I mean, one right.
0: of my, one of the sexiest looks, I've talked about this so many times, is Julia Roberts at the Oscars in that George Armani gown that was black, long sleeve, mock turtleneck, and mm-hmm. completely open in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, Love that dress. that, is beautiful and that yes. is sexy and the way mm-hmm. she wore it is just sex I mean mm-hmm. it's just it's it's an interesting way uh, for people to run fashion that they just don't anymore and what do you th- what do you think about the designers that are out there what are th- who are three designers that you think right now are doing it right
2: I mean there's a lot of fashion out there that I like um But there's a lot of drama going on in the houses so it's hard to you know it's like I don't like the clickbait like you were talking about it's hard to really take some of these houses seriously yeah so what are your Um, three favorite I think I, I love Marnie oh good I love Marnie I know mm-hmm. that's not most, mm-hmm. you know, not to be sexist, so but Marnie, that's a woman's brand. Marnie, no, but they and, and architecturally and women, are really... Women love Marnie. They Marnie's do. Men don't,
0: <laughs> We don't mind Marnie. Uh, Marnie is at an Italian company, and they work with a lot of wonderful plastic appliques and big shapes. -hmm. It's really a very much a study in shape. You should Google Marnie. M a r n i Mm -hmm. Marnie. Okay, I love what she
2: does. I think it's really interesting. I don't think she veers from her aesthetic, although it it has evolved as a brand. And I think it's a very strong aesthetic that she doesn't do the clickbait. She doesn't get involved in Uh, all that stuff. Um, I think the Fendi collections have been really they gorgeous. They have been so gorgeous.
0: Good. They're gorgeous. so
2: so. I mean, I I
0: luxury and beauty, beautiful. Yes. You know, and, and with with a with a bralette thrown in there, but luxury but, but, and beauty. Yeah, beautifully I like done. the bralette though. Yeah.
2: I say tits or ass. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can
0: that? <laughs> Why not?
2: Can Beep? I? <laughs> Um, I guess it's not television, so I can, All right, so you
0: can really say T whatever you want. A. We just want to try to keep our whatever rating we have. We don't get in trouble with the Spotify people, oh, please.
2: Right. So T or A. So yeah. anyway, I don't mind a bralette. Like I love a Gautier bralette with mm-hmm. a suit. Mm-hmm. You know, I love men's tailoring. Yeah.
0: All right. So Absolutely. Marnie, and um, I love. Wait, what was the second we just said? Oh my gosh, I lost my mind. Fendi. Yeah. Fendi. Marnie, Marnie Fendi. Fendi. Everything has to be an E, I understand. Marnie, Fendi.
2: And there's other houses that I like to watch. I don't necessarily, like, love them, but I've loved the evolution of watching Gucci.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fascinating um, to watch, right?
2: Fascinating. And I love it. I think it's really fun and whimsical, and I love, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, t- I'm ready for a change there, so I'm kind of glad, What's and that? I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's happening. It. Yeah, Well, happening. you know,
0: I, I was in there on Saturday with a client. Mm-hmm. And
2: I was there on Saturday.
0: Were you? Yeah. Saturday at 3. And (laughs) we were in there, and she was ready to go. She was just ready to buy. Like, she was ready to shop. Mm -hmm. Not a thing she wanted. Mm -hmm. She had bought the coat. She had the cardigan. She had the, and it's the same. Yeah, And it's, like, new and funky, but it's the same. And they had a lace blouse that was really pretty. It was, like, lace, green lace body, pink lace sleeves, and rhinestone around the neck. it was Mm $3,900. And she was just like, "Mm, I just don't love it. And it's, and it felt, it felt, it's interesting. Cause he's so, all of it's so different. Mm-hmm. And yet when you do all, everything's so different, it starts to look the same. Yeah. Totally. It's Absolutely. so weird. But anyway, it was like, okay, she bought a fan. She bought a 12 fan, a Gucci fan. A okay. But that was like it. And cause it, there really wasn't anything in there speaking to her that was, New and the you know they had the ponchos and the, and it was like not like super soft cozy luxury feeling it was like mm-hmm. nice and structured it had big GGs all over it but it's interesting I think that everyone that bought a lot of those clothes are going to love them for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and in twenty years are going to pull them out again and go oh this was such a great season like totally, Tom Ford totally. Gucci totally. right all that but I I totally see what you're saying so is there a third so br- there's
2: a Fen- the Fendi thing <laughs> is if you can weed through all the FF stuff like the GG stuff yeah. The Fendi collection is gorgeous, and yeah, the agreed. details, and like the scalloping, and the all the finishing on the furs. And I know that's not going to be popular, but yeah. whatever.
1: Uh, well, um, it's a fur house, though. So. Yeah, so that would start it. Well, yeah,
2: and then the other <coughs> brand that I really love, and I can't get away from, like if if you could just move past all the rocks that I think the collection at Valentino, and we barely love. get it in LA, but if you go to a store outside of LA and really rummage through it is so beautiful the, the Valentino is, the Valentino
0: in San Francisco has all the yep. rooms and they buy for women to wear every day and they're the uh, most beautiful knits short dresses jackets and it's 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 still not quite that beautiful classic Valentino that was in the beginning and really but it's a nice little twist of that yeah and I hear the th- that th- th- the rent. rock the rock stud is being discontinued soon by the way I found out. Thank the Lord. Yeah, the, the, I think the stud did uh, enough for g- the stud. I have
2: had a lot of it. I, I actually, I embraced that Rockstud collection pretty heavily, but <laughs> I'm ready for, and I had the Rockstud Birkenstocks. Okay, see? I don't wear Birkenstocks, but I did have those. But those are but good. I only wore them as sandals.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank I wore them to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't even go to the grocery store, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I wore them... Let's I, be. I was like, uh, ah, yeah. sure, yeah. sure,
2: yeah, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa doesn't. All
0: right, and, and the last thing is, if there was one thing as a designer that you think that customers need to pay more attention to when they're shopping, what would that be?
2: Oh God, we don't. That's another whole podcast.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. But what's one thing? Fit, fit, great, mm-hmm.
2: fit. Please get your stuff tailored. Right. I don't yeah. care if it's fast fashion.
0: Yeah, right. Please and that's, tailor your clothes. Yeah. That
2: drives me crazy. If you buy a Valentino suit or a sh- suit at h and M, I don't care. Yeah. You have to tailor it. It yeah. drives me... A thousand percent.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause, uh, cause, well, a lot of people think that, oh, that's my size. I'll buy it and I'll just put it on. It's like, no, you have to... Your body... Everyone's body is different. So yeah. You have to...
2: Yeah. Oh, the other thing is... And I, I won't get it... My uh-huh. other thing that, that I mean. really drives me crazy is undergarments.
0: Oh, people mm-hmm. wearing them or the, wearing wrong the wrong ones. The wrong ones, We're yes. Wrong Those, ones. But
2: that's a woman's thing mostly. Yeah,
0: that is, I see that all the time. Yeah,
2: are garments and tailoring are my two. I'm so that with really you. pet,
0: pet yeah. Peeps. Melissa, thank yeah. you so much for coming here and spending time an on what you're wearing. Our first official guest. Oh. Wow. And a real artist, a real A real artist, a real artist. And, Tony, Plus, all mine. and Tony's just sitting so here so now, nice here. And um, one last thing. So William, it's yes, the beginning of December, me. is your Christmas shopping all done? Uh, sure, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you, who do you shop for? Do you buy gifts for everyone? No,
1: just, just I mean for me it's like, I, I give my family mom, sister, nieces, and I give them little things all year round. Right? So around Christmas, I might do stuff just for the the babies. Like, you know, the little nieces. But you're not a
0: big gifter. Gifting is not your love language.
1: No, I think it's me being present. That's my present. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know I had a boyfriend one time who got when, me no 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 no, no. I no, had a boyfriend but like, one time you know with little got, kids no, no. he no, got with... me he got me a mood ring a oh, no. mood uh, ring and he gave it to me you didn't know that was coming in his Porsche and he's like here it's the thought that counts I'm like think Cartier okay think Cartier <laughs> at the end of that business right there tell me a mood ring I have no mood ring
1: I'll tell you my mood it's not a good
0: one uh uh-uh. uh put my middle finger <laughs> and tell you where to anyway. So, <laughs> what have you done your shop? What well, you, I was not, I was trying to find out what to buy you, but since you're not gonna buy me a gift, I'm not gonna buy you one. So that, one well, less no, no, on my
1: list. Well, it's not. You, when you give a gift, you don't give it in expecting one in return. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do love you for the honesty. <laughs>
0: You can always count on it to be super honest and so happy to have you listening and watching here on Whatcha Wearing?